was praying this morning, and I really felt impressed to share this with you. I'm going to ask a question. How many of you, and be really honest, really, really want to know God better? He's watching, by the way. (laughs) All right, praise God. The biggest thing that stands in the way of knowing God as he really is, is religion. Religious traditions, and we all have them. Whether you went to church or not, not going to church is a religious tradition. And we bring them into a church like this where we are trying to know God better. We are trying to to open our hearts and allow the Word of God, the Spirit of God, to bring that Word and touch our hearts greatly. But there's still so many things that I'm learning in my life, even at this age and this long-walking Lord, that are blocking the knowledge of Him. 2 Corinthians 10 says that one of the things we're to cast down is imaginations. That means ways of thinking that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And as I was praying this morning and thinking about this service, because this is a very different service. If you're here for the first time, this is not how we normally operate. But this is good, because this is a children's service, and the good news is we're all children of God. I was thinking as we were watching them, you know, the little kids are not the most sophisticated singers. They're not the most skilled at just standing still. But, you know, we think we're so sophisticated, and we think we're so mature and grown up. But in God's eyes... We're like they are. So on our best day, our best efforts, God sees a runny nose that we got to go like this for, and, you know, we're scratching like this, and, you know, when we think we're so sophisticated. I say that for this reason. This is why I'm I'm saying this now, because I want all of you to receive, all of you to receive. There's something to be received from God today. Because when Jesus walked on this earth, he was anything but religious. This is the Son of God. He was anything but religious. And the reason we know that is because the two people, the two types of people that were drawn to him were sinners and children. The religious people weren't drawn to him. They were angry at him. They were frustrated by him. In fact, they ultimately arranged to have him killed. But the children and the sinners, the people that knew their life was a mess, were drawn to him. Why? Why? Because there was something about him that loves children and reaches out to children and sees all of us that way. And so this morning, as we turn this over to Super Mario and Suzanne, I want you to be a child again. And that's hard for some of us, but there is that child inside. That, that's the part of us that can worship God. That's the part of us that trusts God. That's the part of us that knows God. It's the child inside of us, not childish, childlike. Jesus drew a child to him when the disciples thought the child was bothering him, was in the way of what needed to be done, and he taught them a very valuable lesson. And I learned this from Mario a number of years ago when he was here. Jesus said, if you want to know how to get into heaven, you've got to learn to become like this child. Because in order to get into heaven, you have to be a child of God. Amen? Amen. So all of us, from the youngest to the oldest, have something to learn this morning about God our Father. Amen? Amen. Would you welcome to this platform Super Mario and Suzanne. Hi, good morning. Praise the Lord. Church of New England and friends. It's good to be with you again. 
wonderful to see the new things God is doing. Pray it's springtime in your heart. Last night we went out, Pastor took us to the park where you go and fellowship. Oh, so beautiful, that Colt Park. I can't wait to do the bike trail. That's going to be good. I can't figure out how to get back here just to do the bike trail. Well, this morning we're going to take a little trip. We're glad all the children are here and uh, the every age. So important to Jesus, but his heart is really big for kids, and this morning you're going to get to see a bit of the work around the world. We are some of your missionaries. It's like a legacy kind of coming back year after year and bringing reports, and this is not just a report about Guatemala. We really want you to see what you are part of around the world, and there's much more that God wants to do for the children. So let's pray this work this morning and see what we have up here on the screen. Do we, can we see the children? From a small beginning, a mighty nation is growing. And God's heart is for generation to generation to generation that his promises would be known, that his word would be strong in the hearts of children and youth. They're the future, they're our hope, and they're the, what's going to bring the church up stronger and stronger. So it's really important to get the word to children. Well, we brought you a report this morning, and they say that a report coming from afar is like a glass of cold water. It's refreshing to know what God is doing in the nations, because it's bigger. It's bigger than what's just right here in Massachusetts. Our heart has been for the children and youth for all these years, and we're still standing for them. We count it a real privilege to sow the word of God into the next generation. This ministry now is in five countries, and we have seven missionary bases. And there are wonderful teams working in Peru, Colombia, Guatemala, Mexico, and we're in the U.S., and we're not always in the U.S. We're rarely in the U.S., but here I want you to meet this morning the team leaders, see the setting, and a little bit of what they do so that you have a better picture of what's happening through missions here in the church. This is Paul and Alita Bowers and their two sons, Noah and Joshua, and they're the leaders of Hearts in Action Peru. This team has been going strong for many years. Peru is there in South America, and they're outside of Lima, and it's this really arid setting with the Atacama Desert there in Peru, the driest place in the world. And it is such a lunar kind of place out in the dunes, and a lot of sprawling poverty. They call it new pueblos, pueblos jóvenes. They're not so new. And it's a great place to be working and laboring. And the teams are teaching the word. They have a center for transformation, a church. They're doing Bible clubs. We have um, this property with this because we're believing for some fencing there and a school. So the school is going in, and the Peruvian team has taught about 250,000 people a program against sexual abuse in children to prevent sexual abuse. They are wonderful teachers. They're anointed ministers. And we have a gigantic community to reach out to. And we're really thankful that God has put us in these places because there is uh, not much being offered for the children out here. And so we're glad that Corazones can be there. Then the second base is in another in Peru in the Amazon. Mario's from the Amazon. He was from Iquitos. But this base is in Pucallpa with Raul and Esther Ruiz, and they are a beautiful pastoral couple with a, a small team working with them. When Raul is not 
pastoring, he's driving a tuk-tuk, which is one of those little, there's thousands of them on the streets in Pucallpa. It's a busy jungle town along the Ucayali River. And his heart right now, what he's found the communities in the Amazon most need is that program to prevent sexual abuse in children. There are some really dark, awful things happening. And I am so grateful that we as the leaders can be strengthening these teams to be going out. He really goes the extra mile. He's deep in the jungle. He's reaching over 15 communities now to prevent sexual abuse in children. He's speaking to pastors about the importance of children, gathering of them to be able to do much more. And then Festivalores, the Festival of Values, will come in uh, following this this pare teaching, the stopping sexual abuse. They are a wonderful team. And here's Pucalpa in the jungle. So, <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's truly awesome. It's over 100,000 children a year that we're reaching, and there is much more that could be done. Then we're moving now to Colombia. Kids, keep your seatbelts on. This is Elena Soto in Bogota, and she's leading the Colombian team, along with Mr. Mario, who are working very hard to get Festivalores into the... And it's, um, it's a big deal to get a Christian program to be part of the educational program in this day and age. But it is happening. It's moving forward. It's powerful. And Festivalores is making a difference in the lives of children. I'm really happy like, to see the new publicity that's coming out and just how important values are. It's very important to teach the right things. So we're thinking the right things and we're sharing the right things with children. So Festivalores is a blessing. Moving up to Mexico, we have Chao and Ani Bueno. They have just had their first baby, Liam. They are Hearts in Action Mexico. They're working out of Mexico City, but they do move around the country sharing. And Chow has a totally evangelistic heart, and he is really reaching skateboarders, gang members, kids on the streets. They're going for it in Mexico. It's really an exciting work. And then we're coming to Guatemala. We have two teams in Guatemala, in Villanueva, which is outside of Guatemala City. This is Jessica Paredes, second to the right. She's the leader of the team in Villanueva, and they dedicate to just reaching schools as well. They're teaching the word of God in the schools. So here's some of their work. Guatemala is a beautiful country with volcanoes. It's a hot and popping place. Uh, they're in the hospitals, they're in youth jails, and um, making a difference in the community there. The school leaders uh, recognize the ministry, invite us back year after year. They want the participation. And you can share with 1,200 kids in the morning and 1,400 in the afternoon. There's a lot of work to do. It's a country of children. They're needing a vehicle to be able to do what they're doing even better, sound systems. Then we move up to the jungle up there on the ranch in Guatemala. Some of you have been there with us. Sandra Duque and us are working very hard at the mission in Guatemala. The school is growing, the jungle school. We have 36 preschoolers this year. So we're very excited because uh, school's looking good to the parents now. I think you have probably heard me share over the years that 
it was something to get the parents to appreciate education, but this is a good sign. The kids are coming, we're busting at the seams, we built a library, and the library now has to be used as classrooms, and I was, I was buggered because I wanted everybody to be able to use the library, but we'll do what we have to do. So the school is growing. This is the ranch. It's still really primitive out there in the jungle. You can get a feel for um, just our little stick classrooms, but it's a beautiful place. This is my happy place. There's those little preschoolers. They will get your heart. They are love buns, those kids. <laughs> and they are learning to read and write. We've told you before, first-generation literacy, but now it's getting to be almost second-generation. Some of those boys and girls got scholarships to college, to uh, Mexican universities, and... And the country is being blessed, and we are providing opportunities there, there. And that will help our border situation. That's the best we can be doing, is make opportunities and jobs now there. So you see a bit more. This is a kitchen. We're cooking for 300 children a day, and the school is really beginning to flourish. The stories that these children have and the distances they come to school, the sacrifices they are making, is really impressive. God is going to do something great through our children. He has great plans for you all, kids. We want to see the next generation of missionaries coming. We're excited for the new breed that will be raising up. And so here in the U.S., Mario and I are sharing. The Lord has you as parents shooting your children like arrows, putting them on target in his ways and his word, and then just releasing them into all that he has for them. And we um, do a training course every year called To the Great Commission. It's held twice a year in Peru and in Guatemala. You can say with me, I am, I am. a heart in action <laughs> kind of person. Yes, so we just invite you to keep partnering with us. God has great plans ahead for children in the nations. There's more that we can do, and your participation is just so valuable. We really ask you to pray for the mission, pray for the missionaries, these teams that are growing, the work that they are doing in the nations, and that all of their needs will be met. In Jesus' name, amen. We are family, and we are connected with the reality that God has for us to live by. The world is doing its thing. God is doing his perfect work in each one of us. Amen? Amen. And we are, as Suzanne said, we're so happy, so glad to know that we are working, collaborating together with Christ and FCC in these adventures that he has sent us to do in the nations. There are millions and millions and millions of children, and they're all ready. They all are ready for more. And uh, definitely I was thinking about these two uh, things that we have to deal with. No, we have to deal with the natural world. How, how many of you are natural, belong in the natural world? Raise your hand. Maybe there's oh, oh, only a few. <laughs> Pinch yourself. And then we have 
to deal with the supernatural world. Amen. And they, when they both come together, then we can really get things done on this planet. We are on planet Earth. We're still not on the third heaven. We are here. But thank God that he has given us the blessing, the power, the amazing com company of the Holy Spirit that lives in each one of us. Each one of us that has Christ has the Holy Spirit living in them. I have the Holy Spirit in me. If you have it, you have to say, me too. Me too. That's it. Hallelujah. And as Pastor said, this is not a normal service. Is that what you wanted to say, Pastor? <laughs> uh, we are supernatural people living in a natural body. Our destiny is heaven. We are eternal beings destined to live and partake of eternity with our heavenly Father. And he loves us so much that he calls us his children. Those things are so simple, no? I didn't have to go to the Hebrew or to law school. <laughs> it's just simplicity of the word of God. Written for a mind, a heart of a child. And so we're going to start today and uh, going into this natural and then supernatural world. And, and see what God wants to put in each one of us. There's an impartation that goes for each one of us. And it's maybe it's all different for each one of us. It's not going to be different for you or for you. I see here lots of children. I see lots of children. Some of them already with white hair. And so we're going to get in there. Father, we love you, Lord. You are such a loving father. We are amazed. Amazed before your awesomeness, Lord God. That you can show us the power of resurrection just in the leaves that come in the springtime. The promises that you've given us are so amazingly shown in the natural world. And Father, we love you and we want to say now that we are here by divine appointment. Not because it's just Sunday and we have to go to church. We are here hungry and ready to receive from you, Lord, starting with the children to all ages. Because you love families. You instituted the family father before the church. And so this is a time for the families of FCC. And thank you for choosing us to be here together today. And that we may have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is speaking to the churches. And that the children will open up their ears. And their hearts will be open to see beyond what they know in the natural world that they live. In Jesus' name, we all say, Amen. 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 You must. Do you remember? How many have been here? Noah's. No, Miss Suzanne and Mr. Mario. Oh, many of you. And maybe you don't remember what we shared last year. Uh, where did we leave last year? 
It's a continuation. We keep moving forward. In a year, so much has happened. Some good things, some bad things. We've gone through tests, trials, tribulations, moments of great joy, births, deaths, promotions, sadness, grieving, happiness, joy. All of it has happened in this year, and we're so glad, Pastor. Pastor. It's, it's a blessing to be here with our friends, Pastor John, Anita, and be able to see you every year. That is a victory. That's why I'm asking if somebody, I'm going to take a test now. Do you remember what we shared last year? Ah, no. But we, are, we want to continue the uh, pulling and calling attention towards the new generation, yeah? The children. Because they definitely are it. They are it. Jesus said, you must, you must become, become just, like just like a child, a child. to enter the kingdom of God. And Jesus said it. And if somebody doesn't believe it, I don't know. Raise your hand. We pray for you. <laughs> like this. So the natural is a, is a very interesting world. No, you know the natural as well as I do. Oh, it hurts. Oh, I'm sleepy. Oh, I'm hungry. All the emotions, all the needs of the body, all the, all the mind. And we need to be prepared to bear with it when we're grown-ups because when we're children, woo, we just enjoy playing and kicking and running and learning. But then when we become adults, ooh, the problem, the payments, the this, the death, the woo, the girl, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, you know, natural world. And it's so important, as important for us to be able to walk in it with great ability, with discernment, with uh, posture, with everything that calls for it. As the supernatural world, where we're going to live, but now we live also because Christ came and he wah, sent the Holy Spirit. Now, we remember yesterday, there was such a noise, such a rumbling when the Holy Spirit came into the earth. Isn't that something? Why don't we all do drums with our feet? One, two, three, go. Strong. And all Jerusalem heard it. It was like 10,000 of those supersonic jets coming. And then he came. And there were tongues of fire in each one of them. And now the Holy Spirit is in, inside each one of us. I get excited for that. That's life. Supernatural. I'm going to get hot for Jesus, with Jesus and in Jesus. Okay, so we're going to go now. And uh, I was thinking on something we left last year. Remember, you know, we're talking about how it is that our children have not taken place in, in different positions of authority in all the spheres of influence that society has. Remember? All right. For the newcomers, that's what we shared last year, sort of. 
in a way that I hope the children understood. Aha, they probably remember. And they came here, and one of them wanted to be president, and the other one was going to be the educator, and the other one was going to be the, in arts, in enter, everything, all the spheres of society, because we live in a natural world. And I was thinking this morning something that I wanted to be, you know, when I was a youth. I didn't know Jesus. I want to be happy and free, living and loving you. I want to be happy and free, living and loving you just like a natural man. You remember that? How many are from those days? Oh, no, you're young. That's why. <laughs> But that's the natural, but I want to live now like a supernatural man in a natural body. Yes. I want to have a beat, a song, a taste, a feeling that that's my identity. So I went back this morning to, to, the, to the natural. And we're going to go there now. And we'll see how can we get into this. Message that God's given for the children. Amen. And here we go. I am, I am in, sir. Aha, uh -huh, natural. Ooh, wow. Have you ever thought or learned or taught your children what is a worldview? Have you, do you talk to your children when they're little, teaching them, you know, the worldview? What is it? A little, a little, um, kind of a definition there, is the framework through which we view and interpret everything, ideas, beliefs, or values that give us a map so that we can navigate through our lives understanding God, the world, and our connection, and how do we, they relate each other concerning us. That sounds like we are in college now. It's not it's Sunday service, Mr. Mario. But remember, I am Super Mario. Uh-oh, I see your faces. Supernatural, because supernatural Jesus lives in me. What's your name? Nancy. Huh? Levi. Levi. You are supernatural Levi. You have Jesus in your heart? Then you are supernatural Levi. Super Levi. Okay, so, so we got to get there. And the Lord said we got to get there. And I put theology right in the center on the top just to make a brief Kind of, we're not going to study it, each one. We're going to look at it real quick. Provoking you unto love, in love, unto good works. Provoking you to see your natural, my natural uh, state on this world. What is my part on this world? And then we're going to connect it with the supernatural. Because that's what God wants us to, I believe, okay, to do, to be. We cannot disassociate ourselves from the natural world. How many of you have gone to college? Well, many of us have gone to college. Maybe one, I, did, I went two years. <laughs> there are too many revolts in the university in Lima, Peru. <laughs> I quit. But I studied something else. And so I put theology up there because there is where most of the Christian world through the ages have produced people of influence. But those 10 disciplines make a world view. Those 10 disciplines form 
the worldview that is being formed in this child, and it's going to be, wow, wow. It's going to be propulsed. It's going to be put in with force when they go to college. And when they go to college, we lose mm, 70% of our nice, beautiful little children that are in Sunday school, praising the Lord. Why? There's something there that we can connect with the supernatural. Maybe they need a solid foundation of the Word of God when they're little, not just go to church. Maybe it does not only pertain to the church to teach the Word of God. Maybe things have to happen at home. What is what Jesus said? What was God said? What's the Word of God said? But you see economics, philosophy, politics, biology, law, ethics, it's history. Can we go to the other, real quick, to the others? Uh, oh, I, I go. <laughs> I got to walk with my, my projector now. This is projector, telephone, Bible, uh, um, alarm clock, uh, everything. There we go. Here it is. Real quick. Maybe you want to just Google and get this information. But this is important. Our children need to understand. I mean, we're good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. But then when it comes to faith, a governor, uh, somebody in authority, we cannot really go th get through just saying that. We have to have a little bit of brain. Our natural brain has to work. When children go to college, when they grow up, they should be able to know all this so well that when they try to get them out of their belief through any one of those disciplines, they know how and what to answer and how to stand. And they just laugh because they know that the other, the system is trying to deviate them from the walk with God. Connect? Okay, theology. What about God? Questions? Philosophy, what is true and how do we know? Ethics, how should we be behave? Values. Psychology, what is human nature? Sociology, what makes a healthy society? Law, what is the basis of law? Politics, what is the purpose of government? What is the meaning of history? History. Economics, how should we use our resources? Biology, what is the origin of life? And it has been proving that, that through the centuries, we just focus on theology, the Christian world. And so all the other, the worldliness, the reasoning mind, the world produced great philosophers, great psychology, great law. I mean, they went into the arena of having influence to provoke changes. Biology, everything. You know, you see Darwin, you know, you can name them all, Marx. You can name them all. They're there. And so that is, for me, working with children, I mean, having fun with the kiddos. <laughs> Whose side you're leaning on? I'm leaning on the Lord's side. And Pastor... Uh, Pastor, um, Pastor John, is a, he, he's been a, he is a lawyer. He knows law. And you folks have also professions. But we, many of us didn't get up there to the place that we can open our mouth and the nation says amen. And so it's a reality. And we're not going to say, ooh, boo, ooh, we failed, we fa we lost. Oh, I'm going to go and just live my life, eat and drink and, blah, 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 and die. No. 
We're going to say, what can we do to bring forth a solution for the last days? Even if Jesus comes tomorrow, we want to keep. We want to start. We want to do the work with the children. So they know that they're champions. Where is Samuel? He didn't come, huh? Okay. Samuel. I'm going to be picking on Samuel today. I mean, his dad and mom bring him to the meeting with the teachers, telling them the two, um, Luciana and, 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 and the little brother Samuel, uh, we're going to go and see Super Mario. And they probably thought and they, in their mind, maybe they saw that, no? So they came. And there it was. And then as soon as they come in, I'm standing there and he says, this is Super Mario. He looks at me like this. And because he looks at me like this, I go to, down to his ear and I tell him, I am the real Super Mario. <laughs> and then he looks at me really, he said, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I love children. They're so sincere. <laughs> they know what they believe in. But, but why? Why can't we produce? Why can't the home be such an altar of power and anointing that the children know more about the supernatural person they are. So he went out yesterday knowing that he is Super Samuel. <laughs> he wants to go under the chair. <laughs> but anyway, so we're supernatural beings. Amen? Amen? So I said, at the end of this service, this teaching, you're going to tell me if I am it or not. So at the end of the we went five. Me five. Yeah. He was convinced that he's supernatural. So we need to work in our children things that are so complicated like that, but they're not, so that they can think that they can maybe be able to filter or, go, or study or, or become prominent in any of the areas that the natural world has for all of us. I mean, not because we're Christians, we're not there. That's why we said, oh, no, I'm a Christian. No, boys, what happened because our silence for years? We lost the prayer in the school because the church was... I don't hear it. Silence. So say, silent. Silence. No, more. no more. So we need to speak out. Yeah. We need voices. So I'm voice for you. So you can grow up and be a voice for the nation. Amen. So that's, okay, let's go to the next. Uh, and then, of course, this is just a little warm up for the intellectual minds. <laughs> Oh, I do it. Thank you, Pastor. Ay, ay, ay. You know, you see, uh, I must become a child for the program. Going, ding, ding, ding. Is the thing you do it? Thank you for being uh, so, Pastor. I would like to ask now, and the challenge that I see, one of them, because there are many, one challenge that's so strongly in our reality is the weakness of manhood. The women say, I mean, Amen. Yeah? The weakness of manhood. And women became very strong because most of the men became pumplings. You know, dumplings? What is it? No? Wontons? <laughs> you want wonton soup? I love it. I eat it and done. Jellyfish? And so I want to ask every father that has 
His children here, I'm calling to the man. Every father that has his children here, in the count of three, pick up your kids, if they're on arms, and come up here, one, two, three, the father with his children. And let's give them a big hand, please. And you can take positions anywhere you want. You're gonna be, wow. Anywhere, yeah. Wow. These men are not weaklings, hallelujah. They are not jellyfish, no, no, no. We are entering to the supernatural now. Stand wherever you want. If you want to be closer there, there, to the right, the side, just fill in this place. Okay, fathers, fathers, and children. If they are grown-ups, fantastic. Go there with them. Their babies, fantastic. So this is a declaration. And of course, you know what? Your dad's going to do it, but I really want you to get it. You too, okay? You're going to get it. That's going to do what we're going to do. It's a prophetic act. It's a symbol. It's a declaration. Declaration? Declaration of what we need to do with our children. Yeah? But you're going to do it when you grow up. First, you have to have a wife. Okay. And then, we're going to do declarations here. Okay? This man represents now the... United Nations of the United States of America, that's not the, the building there. It's the, we as men declaring and speaking with faith. How many of you guys have faith? I want to hear that roar of a man. It's not the, like a lion, it's the man of war. Okay, uh, one day, children, well, you know what? One day Isaiah, he's years ago, many years ago, Ooh. he did something in Israel, and he's a prophet. You know, all of a sudden, we're going to relieve that moment now, but we're going to declare what's going to happen through the homes when the men write a vision for their families, even before they get married. You can start writing your vision now for when you get married. Uh, okay, and usually the man is the man and the woman is the woman, and we're both made up to bring families, to bring children. Woo! So, this declaration was made, and I want some of you to pick up if, uh, carefully some of the men. Maybe uh, you can pass some uh, microphones, please, to those that have a strong voice. We're going to take a little minute. I hope we can finish the message, but this is important. Maybe this is all, the Lord. Because we went through the natural, and now we're going to go to the supernatural. How it is that Isaiah, a prophet, was able to discern and look through the power of God what was going to happen, what Jesus, what Jesus was going to do hundreds of years later. And so uh, you have all microphones? Um, the microphones that are, are there. Great. And this is what, I don't know, we cannot see there, but the, he stood up before Israel. Okay, we know Israel is Israel, and we are grafted, no? 
to the vine, to Israel. Uh, and so we're going to repeat this, and probably I should say that first. And I want all the men to say it, hugging your kids, showing your kids. You're showing your kids to the world. You're showing your kids to America. And you're going to say this after me with strength and with more than that faith. Okay? Let's go. Children, ready to receive. This is what you are. It says, I am here. I am here. With the children. With the children. That the Lord God has given me. The Lord God has given me. We are signs. We are signs. And wonders. And wonders. In America. In America. From the Lord of Armies. From the Lord of Armies. Who lives on Mount Zion. Who lives on Mount Zion. Once more. I am here. I am here. With the children. With the children. That the Lord has given me. That the Lord has given me. We are. We are. For signs and wonders. For signs and wonders. In Israel. In Israel. From the Lord of armies. From the Lord of armies. Who lives in Mount Zion. Who lives in Mount Zion. Amen. Wives. No, wives go. Kiss your husband. He said it. Oh. He's declared that in America, in his home, in your home, you and your children, you and your children are for signs and wonders, are for greater works than what Jesus, the works that Jesus did. You have been called by God to take your family unto his presence and to allow them to fulfill God's purpose for their generation in a natural body. <laughs> Living in a natural world, but the supernatural Jesus in them gets the work done to bring forth the gospel in these days that are so dark. Father, we're going to pray. Let's stretch our hands now for them. I see this declaration running through the United States of America in this very moment and waking up fathers that are sleeping, strengthening up men that are weaklings and bringing them back to the role of the priesthood that's been given by God to us, the men. Amen. And we're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Amen. we bless the men of our nation, the older men, the young men, the children men, they will fulfill their purpose for their generation. Thank you, Father, that this declaration is a sure word from you for our day. In Jesus' name, amen. Un aplauso para ellos. Okay, thank you very much. And you guys are going to do that. Okay. Wow, wow, what a blessed family. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The men rise up to the role they've been given by God, the priesthood. Uh-oh. <laughs> Another Samuel? Okay, so I and the children that God's given me are for signs and wonders. Yahoo! I want to live loving my Lord 
loving people just like a supernatural man. Like a supernatural man. Thank you, Father, for your word. What did this man say in 1900, nah, 1500 and something, early 1500s, Martin Luther in Germany said, I am afraid that the schools will prove the very gates of hell unless they diligently labor in explaining the Holy Scriptures and engraving them in the heart of the youth. This is 500 years ago. It's written, it's quoted, it's in Google, but is it in us? Are we doing something to see what it is that God will have us to do to, to filter, I mean to invade the educational system with God's love and God's power? You look at your neighbor and say, that's not me. That's not me. And that's what you hear. That's not me. 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 And we should be saying, that's me. I am going to do something. It's a blessing what you're doing through Hearts in Action in Colombia. I mean, I could show you the whole program here. And it will be like, wow, it's working. And don't believe that, oh, well, Latin America. Yeah, we're powered field in Latin America, but the Minister of Education, she's gay, lesbian. The Minister of Education is married to the Minister of Culture, Tourism, and Industry. Two women in the papers everywhere dictating the laws of the land. But we are in. We're not fighting. We're not calling them names. They're human beings. But we have something that the church is producing through Hearts in Action. And we're invading the schools. We're getting into the government. So we can do that, or we can do something about it, knowing that we are supernaturally filled. God is in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And I just, we just see what so many people said and wrote and left for us. The, the Holy Spirit working in them to give us a message so that we can learn to do something. Nevertheless, at some point of time, we became very religious, and that's exactly what Pastor John is after, getting rid of religiosity. And some people, maybe some of you said, oh, but I am religious, and maybe you walk out, and I am going to say, I'm sorry that you walk out. But Jesus was not Children, Jesus was not religious. He was killed by the religious people. They had the Bible. They had the word of God till that day, the Old Testament. And they all came and said, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. So our children need to know that they're not going to grow in a religious mode, in a religious setting, in a religious program that is just going to stifle their growth and the power that God wants to display through you. Amen. 
They need us. Our children need us. Our youth need us. They need us encouraging them. They need us speaking a word of them, teaching them, reminding them that we're not here just to say amen, hallelujah, glory to God. We're here to see the power of God put into us so that we can go out and make it happen. Can you imagine how many of us are in this country? There are many Christians, and yet, and yet we need to stand stronger every day. The millennials, have you heard about the millennial generation? Only 15% of the millennium go to church. And if you ask the 81, 85% that don't go to church, and if you investigate why 85% of the new generation called millennials are not going to church, you will have to agree with this message that you're hearing today. What's going to happen in five years? 5% only going to church? No. no. We can make the difference, can't we? Yes, we can. Are you ready to fight? Are you ready to stand and, and, and bring that revolution? That Jesus revolution is the only solution. That's right. Amen. A Jesus revolution is the only solution. And it's not fought with weapons. It's fought with the almighty, amazing power of God, the love of God. Amen. But we have to act. We have to open our mouth. So we need to teach our children to voice, to speak out of the oracles of God, the word of God, to speak with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We need to teach them. <laughs> I'm sure you say, oh, this is Mr. Mario. He comes and really makes us think and that gives us a lot of work we're not used to do. But at least we can hear, at least we can start depositing our children. If Jesus comes tomorrow, I say, let's do it today. Let's put all of Jesus in them. If he comes in a thousand years, let's keep doing it so the next generation can be up there. So we have to, we can say 50% of the millennials are in the church. Uh, 80% of the millennials are going to church. Hi, Bella. Hi, Bella. Hi. They're so beautiful. They're so, I mean, they're learning. They're, they're, they are so, so pliable. So, I mean, oh, they can learn anything, anything. And sometimes we don't put enough time on them. Okay, so we've seen some natural men speaking supernatural. We've seen the natural world uh, scheme of the worldview. Uh, we see that we have uh, the power of the words in our tongue to declare and confess that our children and we are set here on this earth on this time for signs and wonders, for greater works than Jesus. Yeah? Is that all right? Yeah. Do we agree? Yes. Wow. Oh, Lord. Thank God for what he's doing through each one of you. Amen. Let's just close our eyes for one minute. Children, close your eyes. And let this word sink on you. Youth, do it. The Lord is knocking at the door of our hearts. We have a big challenge. 
but we have a greater God. Holy Spirit, thank you that we're all willing and obedient right here where we are to take hold of what it is that each one of us can do to start bringing the change that's needed to prepare this church without wrinkle, without spot, to prepare our children for that day, that glorious day. Lord, I thank you for the grandparents, the parents, the children, the youth. This is a multi-generational cry right now, Lord, that we can speak over our children and our grandchildren. Some of you may be thinking, I need to know what can I do. Start at home. Start at home. If you're doing it, improve it. Turn up the thermostat. You have it. You have the goods inside of you. Amen. First John 2 says, I write to you, dear children. Children, listen. In first, God is speaking to you in 1 John 2.14. He says, I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. Wow! You know the Father. You come with that knowing inside of you of God and love and all the tenderness that has the Holy Spirit. And we sometimes mess it up. And he says, I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. Fathers, raise your hand and say, I know you, Lord. I know you, Lord. You are from the beginning. I write to you, young man, because you're strong. Hey, nobody, don't let anyone tell you that you are weakling, that you have to go with the flow of the world. Don't let anyone lie you. God says, you young men, young women, you're strong. You're strong to stand against adversity, against sin. You're strong to say, Jesus is Lord, and love people to salvation. Because you're strong, and the Word of God lives in you. And you have overcome the evil one. That is a promise of God for our children, for our youth. And you fathers and mothers, we could speak this over them. This is the word of God. We could empower this word by the Holy Spirit and speak unto them, sit them in front of us, and you, you boys, you girls, and say, you know what the word of God says? That you, my dear children, you know the Father. And I want to be a good father for you. I don't want to be a better father for you because I don't want you to change the impression that you have of a father because of my fault. Please forgive me. Our father is perfect. I am imperfect. But let's meet the father, both of us. And then you start your time of prayer with your children to the father. You repent of your sins before your children. And they're learning. 
and they're knowing this is natural and supernatural, getting together, and it's so difficult sometimes, but there is all the tools. God's given all the tools for us to emerge again into the supernatural, the claim, the righteousness of God. Then he says, tell your young men, tell your boys, you young ladies, sit them and tell them, hey, you're strong. I know. You, you go, oh no, adolescent. They adolescent. They, they're having a problem with something. They're not having a problem. They're selling down, setting down their identities, and they need a father, and they need a mother that really holds them by the hand when they're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Wow, you're strong. And the world there is speaking things to them that are contrary to the word of God. Uh-oh. Do we go or we stay here? Well, we'll come back. One minute more. Okay. I just want to read this. If you want more, come to the second service. <laughs> or stay to the second service. But it's important. You know, God speaks in Deuteronomy, the commandments to the family. And we shared this before. But I just want to remind you this portion of it. It says, now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments that the Lord your God commanded to teach you. Okay, you're commanded to teach, I commanded to teach you, and you are commanded to do them, and we are all commanded to be doers of this word. Amen. That you may do them in the land you're going to possess, so that you, say you, you. your son, and your son's son may fear the Lord, your God, by keeping all his statutes that I command, that I command, that I command you all the days of your life so that you may enjoy long life. Command, command, command. Our Father is a commander-in-chief. Hallelujah. He likes to command. You, your son, and your son's sons. Teaching the children to pray. Um, Levi. Do you pray at night? How do, what do you pray for? You pray upstairs, you pray in your room, and then what do you pray? You pray for your family. Good. Uh -huh. That's good. But you know what? I'm just going to tell this really quick. Children, boys, you start praying for your wife. Girls, you start praying for your husband. Boys, you start praying for your children. Girls, you start praying for your children. Boys, you start praying for your grandchildren. Girls, you start praying for your grandchildren. I just want to show you this. Colombia, August last year. In the last days, says the Lord, I will pull poor of my spirit over all flesh. And your son and your daughters will prophesy. Hola, 
soy Santiago Sotelo de Suacha de Colombia y voy, desde ahora voy a orar por mi esposa y por mis hijos. God commanded our grandchildren to instruct us in the word of God. Children are ready, are you? Let's pray. Father, thank you for reminding us of our priestly role. Thank you for reminding us of the power that a family altar has, that being a father and a mother of faith, that is passing generational vision to their children is. Thank you that we can rescue many, many families. Some of us may have failed. We haven't done it. We didn't know it, Lord. Forgive us. But now this generation that's listening here, they're aware. They have heard the message. Father, let it sink into their hearts by the Spirit of God so that none of us will stay behind, will stay as a, just an observer, but we will be doers. We will bring that revolution of love and power to the nations of the world. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for that deposit of truth, impartations of grace that you give us every time that the word is opened before us. And Lord God, this is your family. We are your children. And we're here to say, yes, Lord, use me. Yes, Lord, I can do it. Yes, Lord, I can mend my ways. We have a contrite heart before you now, Lord. Because our natural man tries to always be stronger than us, a supernatural man. Help us, Lord. We need you, Father. We need you, Lord. We need that these young people stand up in power and demonstration as they speak the word in love. We need that the children, Lord God, start proclaiming the Father and speaking and sharing and praying and releasing faith and healing and love through their prayers, not only at home, but in the schools, in the church. Lord, they're not the victims. They're not the little ones that are there to play and run around. They are the secret agents and secret weapons of the kingdom of heaven. And we have them here, Lord, in our homes, in our churches. And now, Lord, I want to invite anyone here that has not surrendered, given his life, her life to Jesus. If you have not said before for somebody to step up or step out or step in, when I count three, if you want to receive Jesus in your life and be a new creature and know that your salvation is sure in Christ that comes to live in you by the Spirit, I want you to raise your hand and we're going to pray. I'm going to dismiss you. One, two, three. It doesn't matter your age. You want to give your life to Jesus. Keep your hand up there. Good. One hand.